for many years now. And I've come to the place where I believe God that my family will never, never know lack. It's impossible. Not as long as Jesus is alive. No matter what Satan throws at us, we have, we can take care of it. God will provide, he'll find a way. We have to trust God. He cannot lie. It's just impossible. Use the word, can you say impossible? Impossible Impossible to lack. To be in lack. Because the Bible tells us that you can read that in um, Psalm 34. Makes it very clear there. Young lions will want, uh, they'll hunger and suffer want. But those who love God will never, never. We have to believe God. Amen. He takes care of his children. Now, stand up. It's good to see every one of you tonight. And uh, those visiting with us, it's good to have you. You came tonight to prophesy. (laughs) Amen. You came to prophesy. And uh, this is part of that prophecy we're going <laughs> fulfilled, okay? Let's go. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. I, I want to let you all understand and know this. If you are a believer and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, you can prophesy. You can prophesy. That's a giving. Uh, Years ago, I used to pray with people to receive the baptism in the Spirit. Still do it. But uh, God really opened my eyes to it. And uh, I started walking. I, I had my first... You heard me say this. I got something from the Word... And I'm excited. I want to experiment. I f- prayed with a Chinese lady. That was the first person. When I prayed with her to receive the Holy Spirit, she felt electricity. And she said, I feel electricity. I said, that's good. But that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear you speaking tongues, okay? And they say you shall receive the Holy Spirit and feel electricity. That's good. But then she spoke in tongues. That was my first one. And I prayed with people, uh, sometimes up to a hundred people at once. I don't have to touch them because God's word never fails. But the key that God gave to me, which is what you need to understand, if you don't step out of the boat, you'll never walk on water. That's the key. For every gift of God, and, and, and God will use anybody. God is not a respecter of persons. If he can find, even if it's a kid, that will believe him and step out of the boat, not do this. Test the water if you hold your weight. You won't get out of the boat. But step out based on God's word and God's word alone. He'll never disappoint you. I found that to be so. God will never disappoint you. I realized that. So I, just, I got to experiment on this and see what God will do. Whether it's healing, it doesn't matter what it is. Let me experiment on it. Let me try God, so to speak. Put his word to test. Step out of the boat. Once you step out, God, the Bible says, he watches over his word. 
So and by the time you are planning in your home to go to church and you believe in God, I'm going to try this. I've heard enough. There's faith in your heart. I'm going to see what God does with it. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're planning to do. And he's standing because he knows if you fail, you may never come back. So he watches over his word to perform it. And I found that he doesn't fail. If you don't have understanding yet, you still have that fear and you can't step out. But once your eyes are open, as the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth brings you freedom. Once your eyes are open, you have revelation, the fear is gone, the doubt is gone, you trust God's word and God knows what's happening in your heart. We look at the outward, he looks at the heart. He knows what's going on there, he knows what your heart is indicting and he knows that you may step out tonight and the Holy Spirit stands right by you. And once you step out and you start walking on water, he'll never disappoint you. It will be solid for you. You may allow doubt later, but at that moment, he won't fail you. That's what the scripture says. He watches over his word. He watches over his word. God's watching his words. Oh, I've no, no, the word in your heart. You are a living being. As a believer, a Christian, you love God, you have accepted Christ. He lives in you and God knows. And most of the time, the things you're thinking, he started it. And he's been working with you over time. Now the time has come and he's urging you. Step out in faith. You think you're just thinking. No, he's urging you by the Holy Spirit. Step out in faith. And as soon as you step, he meets you there. Not a split second. Peter didn't sink a little bit in water when he walked on water after he stepped out of the boat. He didn't sink a whit, not a little bit. Otherwise, he'll turn around immediately and realize that's water, get back in the boat. It was solid for him. The word made the water solid. And God is not a respecter of person. So tonight, God may give you a word to speak. Speak it out. Forget people. If you're still concerned about what people think, God cannot work with you. If you put your hand on the plow and you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. That's, you hesitate. And God doesn't like that. A double-minded person, he's unstable, you know, looks, this scripture ties everything together. So God knows when you're still double-minded. When I'm double-minded, I know it. And I'm saying, God, please help me to have a single mind. And once you get to that place, you step out, it won't fail you. I don't care if you got saved yesterday. God is not a respecter of persons. Sometimes we look at those that God's using with gifts. Well, I'm, trying, I'm not interested in what they're doing. I'm trying to find out, how did you get here? <laughs> Please give me how you get here. I know what you're doing. I can see it. I know God's doing it, but I know you're just a man just like me. We both go to bathrooms. Okay, that's right. So, I need to find out how you got here. So, maybe I can do what you did, and I know he won't disappoint. You understand what I'm saying? That's just the secret. God has no favorite child. All of us are his favorite. We have to understand that. So I want to go quickly to go through this message. So, and then I'll tell you 
what it is. I don't, when I'm in church on Sunday, I mean, my thinking is what God wants to do here. But you, God, focus on God giving you a word to share with the people. It works. You may not, it may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to somebody in the congregation. You might wonder, well, I blew it today, and, and Satan is an expert in telling you, you know, you just spoke today, and you made a fool of yourself. Oh, yes. And he won't let you rest. The funny thing, you know why I know? Because I've been there too. And then the next thing you woke up and say, somebody walks up to you a week or two after you've been suffering and says, you know, uh, that word that you gave. And you go, what word? <laughs> he says, that helped me. He's lifted me since then. And I'm thinking, why did I let Satan beat me these last two weeks over what I said? Because there's war going on. Amen. He doesn't want you to think God has used you. Because he's afraid you step at more. And so he wants to discourage you. But God knows what he's doing. And he exposes him. And helps you. Tonight we want to talk about the inspirational gifts. And listen, the inspirational gifts or what you call vocal gifts, that's for the church. It has nothing to do much with the world. It's for the church, for every believer. If you read Acts chapter 2 verse 17, it says, In the last days, God will do what? Pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Upon all flesh. That's all believers. God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And they said, in those days, are we in the last days? We are more in the last days than Peter was. In the last days, God will pour His Spirit upon all flesh. The God who cannot lie. He said He will pour His Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall what? Prophesy. It's almost like speaking in tongues. He comes with it. In, in, in Mark, Mark, 7, uh, Mark chapter 16, Jesus said, These signs follow those that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That's the prophecy for speaking in tongues. Some people don't want that. God said, that's it. If, if you don't want it, that's your business. But God's pr- prophecy, Jesus gave that word. But also, he gave prophecy. Joel prophesied. Joel knew nothing about tongues. He lived in the Old Testament. But Jesus was introducing the New Testament. So Jesus mentioned tongues. But Joel talked about what will happen for us in the last days. We focus on tongues and we forget the prophecy. But Acts chapter 2 said nothing about tongues. They were already speaking in tongues at that point. There was no need to go back there. But it says in the last days, God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. If you are a Christian, you are that flesh he's talking about. And he says he will pour his spirit upon them. And then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So if God has poured his spirit on you, you should be able to prophesy. I don't have to think you are very spiritual because you prophesy. No, even if you were born again yesterday and you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you can prophesy. We make things so sacred and we exclude ourselves. And we never go there anymore. And so the church is being robbed 
by the gifts that God is giving to us. We should, we should prophesy. We should. I won't think you are very spiritual if you prophesy. If that's the case, then the Corinthian Christians were very spiritual. But Paul said they were like babies. But they, they, man, they, they were prophesied and they had all the gifts. They came to church and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Pastor didn't have a time to preach. They won't quit. Prophesied from the beginning till the very end. And speak in tongues. No time for prayer. No time for preaching. And Paul says, God is not the author of confusion. Can you get the picture? Paul says, you guys are babies. But the babies in their time, they're better than us. They prophesied at least. They saw something spiritual, supernatural. Look at us. And we say we are very mature. But no prophecy. Babies prophesy. Look, look at us. Why? Because of the word that's preached. If you preach the word, we can all prophesy. Pastor don't have to do that. Everyone can do it. Omar can do it. People up here can do it. And God's please. God says, I don't mind you all doing it. Just doing it. Do it in order. Do it so that everyone is edified. We don't do that, so we hardly see miracles. But the Ark Fellowship is going to be different. Can I hear an amen? amen? The Ark Fellowship will follow what God says. Just what God says. So the vocal gifts are simply this. Uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Paul made it clear, if you speak in tongues in church, make sure you, prof- you interpret what is being spoken. You, if you don't want to speak out loud... You speak to yourself silently to yourself. It doesn't say you can't speak in tongues in church. It just says, don't make it, don't draw attention to yourself. See, you speak quietly to yourself. But if you make it loud, then everybody is expecting you're going to give a message. He says, you, got to get the, you have to have the interpretation. If there's no interpretation, don't draw attention by speaking out loud. That's all he's saying. But he's, he says, don't despise prophesying. Don't let it go. It's got to be a part of, of our service. It doesn't make anyone spiritual. Let me go through this, okay? First Corinthians 14, verse 2 and 3. For he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. So when you speak in tongues, you don't understand what you're saying. But it's for every believer. No special believers, every believer. It says no one understands him. He speaks to God. That's interesting. I said in Nigeria when I was there ministering just shortly, we like to pray in English. That's natural prayer. Tongues, that's supernatural. I like to stay there. Amen? Every time you pray in tongues, you step out of the natural into the supernatural. What you're doing is supernatural, right? And I think, in my mind, if you stay there long, something supernatural will start taking place in your life. I believe that. So I learned to speak in tongues. One hour, whatever. And God starts teaching. He starts downloading things into your spirit. Notice what it says. He he that speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. 
For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. You're not going to teach God anything. You speak in mysteries. The mysteries are for you. The mysteries are for the church. God begins to download those things into your spirit. And you just know. And after you know, you want to experiment. Amen. You want to experiment. It says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. What are you doing to men? You're speaking to humans and it has to fall into these three categories. Do you understand? Edification, exhortation and comfort. Edification, that's building, building people up and strengthening them by what you say. Encouraging them. Exhortation, you are encouraging or challenging them. To get closer to God. Pray more. Seek God's face more. That's exhortation. You can do it. We can win souls. That's exhortation. It comes out in the words of prophecy. God says to us, you guys are not doing as much as you could do. Stand up. Fight for the faith. Contend for the faith. That's exhortation. Comfort. Sometimes things happen to us and we're down. And and you're wondering, God, is, is this problem going to be solved and then the word of prophecy comes and says to you the person doesn't know this problem that you have whatever it is and you're thinking this is going to happen and this god the prophecy says god says i'm going to take care of it and so you feel comforted i saw we saw that uh our novel he talked about uh Aura roberts when god told him not to lay hands on the sick he was crying bitterly and nobody knew why he was crying he hasn't said the word. A woman had a word of prophecy and prophesied and he was comforted. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't Ora Roberts' fault. It was the believers. The way they handled the, the gift. And they made a God out of it. And God says, come out. And I, later I heard Ora Roberts. He says, I'm coming out of the Pentecostal church. I'm going to a Methodist church because God told him, come out from them, among them. They've made your gift to God. And God... Just, he's a jealous God. He won't take that. So he pulled him out. He won't tell you. He just tells the nation. And everybody's saying he's lost his mind. No, he was obeying God. He was obeying God. But, but on, on that day, in his pain, in, knowing that this is going to kind of handicap his ministry because everyone knew him for that, the word of prophecy came and comforted him. It was from God. God's going to still use him. Amen. So that's what it is. It's for comfort. Now let me go further. First Corinthians 4, 14 verse 6. He says this, But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you? This is what prophecy is about. Unless I speak to you either by revelation. You see, in church, it's for edification, to build you up, to comfort you. That's what prophecy in the church is supposed to do. So Paul says, if you're just speaking in tongues and we don't understand what you're saying, then it's no good. You're just edifying yourself. So he says very clearly there, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Unless I speak to you either by revelation, notice the categories here, revelation by knowledge, by what? Prophesying. So prophesying is another way to speak to the believers. So that they can profit. 
from what's going on. But notice what it says, prophesying all by teaching. That's why Paul said, I thank, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all, but in the church, I would rather speak five words in a language that I understand than 10,000 words in tongues. So in, in church, you want to speak to encourage the people, whether by revelation that God gave you from the word, or through prophecy, or through teaching, you're doing exactly the same thing. But prophecy is supernatural. You get what I'm saying? It comes out, you're not prepared for it, you speak the word, and it edifies and comforts somebody, or exhorts somebody in the church. But that's the, the place of prophecy for us in the church. First uh, Corinthians 14, I alluded to this, verse 18. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than y'all. You, you, did you get the word y'all? He was a Texan. <laughs> he goes, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I claim Paul for Texas, okay? <laughs> he said, yet, in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding. That's the language you can understand. Then, that I may, guess what? Teach or teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. You know, what that thing opened my eyes. I figured that, wow, he can speak 10,000 words in tongues. That's a lot of words. And he doesn't do it in church. And I started thinking, where does he do it then? He got all this time to preach. Where, where does he have time? You know what? I believe that he woke up early in the morning while others were still sleeping. This was recorded for us. To me, it's a revelation. To wake up and speak 10,000 words in tongues. That's when you get revelation. Paul had the greatest revelation. According to the scripture, the Holy Ghost put this here. Holy Spirit put this here. This, there will never be another man that will live that will speak in tongues more than Paul did. And there will never be another man that had a greater revelation. When you speak in tongues... You speak mysteries, right? Not to God. You are downloading into your spirit. I got to put that in there. Maybe it will encourage you. Even though that's not what we are talking about tonight, okay? But it's important. Let me say this. Prophecy is not for guidance. You know, people go, I'm going to go to this meeting so that uh, they can prophesy over me so I know what God has for me. That's not what God wants for you. They shall all be taught of God, right? From the least to the greatest. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You are supposed to be led by the Spirit, not prophecy. Hello? You are supposed to be led. As many as are led, that's leading, right? Right? Guidance, right? That's what it is. Why do we neglect scriptures and we're running around looking for people to tell us what God wants? You have the Holy Spirit, right? And if He can't lead you, I wonder what's in you. Think about it. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For we have not received the Spirit of 
bondage again to fear, but we've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. He's your Father. He can talk to you. Why do I want to talk to Otoju? Omar, come here. Let me tell you. He runs to Otoju and he says, Daddy says this. I'm coming. Let me go find out what Daddy has to say more. And he runs up to me. Otoju says, Why can't you just talk to me, Daddy? Hello. That's what we're doing. It's kind of silly stuff. Prophecy for the church is not for guidance. Most of the time when there is a word of prophecy from a prophet, somebody who is operating in that uh, uh, office, it's usually something you already know. You already know. It was funny. We had a, a prophet, uh, John, in church. God has spoken to me early in when we church started. I wrote down everything that God spoke to me. He was preaching. He was preaching to us uh, here. And prophesying to different individuals. And I came to church. And he says, Pastor, stand up. I have a word for you. He told me what I already knew. I just stood there and looked at him. And then somebody said, Pastor, did you hear what he was saying to you? I said, yes, I already know that. You want me to show you where I wrote it? (laughs) I already knew. Even Paul knew. When he was going to Jerusalem, he says, I already know this stuff. So God tells you, you you already know. Because in the New Testament, you are being led by His Spirit that's in you. You have to believe that. To be His child. The Spirit is in you. Believe that God loves you just like everybody else. He has no favorite. You are His favorite. He can speak to you. And you listen and He'll help you. So that's not prophecy. It's not for foretelling the future. Okay? <laughs> it's not for that. Notice what he talks about. He says to speak prophecy in church. It's not for the, to foretell the future. It's basically to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. That's what Paul said. When you, whenever you go outside scripture, you are in very difficult, I mean dangerous land. Because Satan will take advantage of you. And many times it's hard to recover from it. I've seen Christians, you can't tell them anything. You can't tell them anything. I had this uh, uh, pastor telling me uh, he believed that he can pray and somebody will die, uh, his enemies. And I kept showing him scriptures. You can't do that. Jesus said, love your enemies. (laughs) How can you go against what Jesus says and, and you think God will confirm that another time the same individual he says I believe they gave him a prophecy that his wife was a witch Uh, and I said to him how do you know she's a witch two prophets told me she's a witch I said really so uh, brother listen you know I've, I've prayed with your wife she speaks in tongues right you know I do deliverance I've done so many deliverance. I can tell when it's a devil. I heard her speaking. I said, so you're telling me she's a witch spirit inside of her with the Holy Spirit in the same person? He said, brother, uh, the two prophets told me she's a witch. And they didn't know each other. I said, forget your prophets. I stay with scriptures. And God gave me wisdom. I told him, I think your wife is frustrated. He was looking at me like, 
I think your wife is frustrated. Something. And I just told him everything. Then I left that city because he had left his wife. I left that city and I went to the next city where I was preaching. And as I was preaching, the place was packed. The wife came, walked in slowly and sat down and I said, oh my God, I've got to set through some problems here. And I said, I, I, I was, you know, worried to finish my message so I can talk to her. As soon as we finished, and she, she said, what's going on? He said, your brother has left me. I said, well, well, yeah, I know. What's going on? But look, brother, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. That's what came out of my mouth. I said, you see, but I wanted to tell her, you're a witch, you're a witch. <laughs> Based on the words of those prophets, you are. The prophet, li- prophet lied. But that, that's not what it's for. It's not for that. Um, the, the, the prophet gives a word. If there are people that uh, have that position, a place as a prophet. You can read that. I don't want to go into the scripture. Acts 21 he says, Paul went into the house of Philip the evangelist. Uh, and Philip the evangelist had three daughters that prophesied. That's what we're talking about. But then after that came Agabus, who was a prophet. And Agabus was the one that took Paul's apron, tied it over his hand, and said, this is what's going to happen. Paul was just looking at him like, I already know, brother. <laughs> I already know. Okay? So that's what it is. The daughters, let's, let's look at that, um, Acts 21. They said, on the next day, we who were Paul's companion departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who, were, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now the man, that's Philip, had four, I said three, four virgin daughters who prophesied. They prophesied, but they were not prophets. They were not prophetesses. They, were, they prophesied. But then he says, and as we stayed many days, a certain prophet came. So can you tell the difference? This prophesied, and that's what we're saying. Every one of us can prophesy. But there are people who are called to be prophets. You can find that in Ephesians chapter 4. He gave some prophets, apostles, teachers, pastors. That's what God, these are people. The prophet is a person. Uh, it's not a vocal gift. Okay? The prophet is, uh, is not a vocal key, gift. He is an individual. Now, going quickly to what I'm after tonight, it will give you some time to prophesy tonight. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31 says, For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and that all may be edified. Can you see that? Notice the word that he said. He didn't say you're prophesied, but you can. You can all. And God cannot lie, right? You know God cannot lie. You can all prophesy one by one. Every one of you here, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can. You just have chosen not to. God is not a man that he shall lie. If he says something, he'll do it. God said, you can all prophesy 
one by one. In other words, if we decide we're going to prophesy today, yes, he's right there watching you to confirm his word. I believe that's the starting place for God to start doing different things in your life. Just like tongues, right? They go together. If you start stepping out in prophecy and in tongues, before long, some of the power gifts will begin to show up. Some of the revelation gifts will begin to show up as you minister to people. God will begin to show you things. I know that because it happened to me. At a stage, there was a demon-possessed girl. God just told me quietly, she doesn't want to be free. Because I tried the demon moon girl. And she started boasting about the demon, so I knew God was right. And then all of a sudden, God showed me what the demon looked like. She saw the demon one way, and I thought, you know, I was in Africa. And then all of a sudden, I asked the demon because... I mean, the girl, the demon has some unusual kind of hair. And I, so I asked her the color, the color and the type of hair. And immediately she jumped from her seat. I can still see the vision. To do. When God shows you something, he says. That told her. But I wasn't a pastor then. Just a church member. But ministering to people, working with them. Teaching them to how to be filled with the Holy Spirit and all of that. When you walk, as you're dealing with people... It, they come so fast, the gifts, and you are not even aware because they are not your gifts. They are his gifts for the people. He is more interested in this one that's lost than you saying, I have the gift of prophecy. No. He's this about the person that he wants to minister to. You just happen to be the donkey, like my wife said on Sunday. Okay? That's the issue about this. You can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, that all may be encouraged. Now, let me tell you about this. Um, when it comes to prophesying, what happens, I've seen that in church. Um, somebody pro- somebody gave, gives a word in tongues, and uh, we wait for a while, and then somebody interprets it. And then after church, somebody says, you know, I got those words. And I say, why didn't you speak them? Well, I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know what happened? God gave them the words, and they refused to discern. And God says, this is man, this person is double-minded. I'm going to waste my time with you. He looks for another person in the congregation, and they speak the word. And this person now wants to say, well, I had the words. But you didn't say anything. You didn't put faith to it. You have to put faith to it. You know, for me, it used to be, I can't prophesy. I read scriptures. And so I'm standing in the congregation and, and, and this scripture comes into my head and God says, speak the, those scriptures. I say, well, that's because I read it yesterday. This cannot be from God. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Why should I just put the scriptures? Give me some more. Okay, well, why should I just say that? And be quiet. So I'm not going to say that. Get behind me, Satan. You don't want to say it. But that's the way it is. When you have a word of prophecy, God will give you, I know this, because I talk to people, God gives you just maybe a sentence. And you say, that's short. I need something more. He says, he repeats it. <laughs> say it. It won't flow until you step out. Because it has to be by faith. It may just be one word. It means nothing to you. 
But there's somebody in the congregation, that word means something to them. And once you speak that word, the rest is like um, what a conduit, water going through it. The water up front has to leave first, right? You won't say the word or you block it. The water is not going to flow. And God just gives you a word. That's because it's by faith. If he gives you everything, you're not going to step out by faith. So he gives you a few words and he says, speak it. And as long as you refuse to speak it, God knows he can't do business with you. You have no understanding. It gives you a few scriptures, and that's where it is. I know this because I struggled. How can this be? I just read that scripture today. That's my mind playing games with me, so I'm not going to say it. But then you step out and you speak the word, even if it's just one scripture. And you think, I just this spoke it. Guess what? After church, somebody comes to you. You know, that scripture was for me. And they may have read the scripture and wondered. You understand? And you speaking that word, they meditated on it. Now you're speaking it by prophecy. It gives their faith shoots up. Now they can receive from God. It meant nothing to you, but it means something. You know, God's walking behind the scene. He knows what's going on. You can't make a mistake. You, and, but even if you make a mistake, you, when you learn something, you perfect the first day when you're learning something. Yeah, he says you can all prophesy one by one. Put it up again, First Corinthians 14, verse 31. He says you can all prophesy one by one, okay, that what? All may learn. It's a learning process. When you're learning something from the beginning, you are not perfect. And I found out with learning from God, you are never perfect. You still, you still have to trust Him every time. You never come to the place where you think you now got it. I remember many years back, I did, dealt with uh, casting out demons. And then finally I asked God, why are they all very different? Because you can't, there, there are no experts. Everyone, I have to sit down and say, God, what's going on here? This is a different kind. And he'll speak to you. That's the way it is. If you think you have experience, the only thing with experience is I've done it before. But this one is different. You know, I've prayed with people, like some of them, it's just easy to go. And then another lady, she's barking like a dog or something like that. And you're saying, God, what's, how am I going to handle this? And some, some of them will speak to you. But it's never the same. It's never the same. So when God does these things, he's different all the time. But you have to trust him. And you can step out in faith. And God doesn't condemn you because the scripture says you learn, Right? he's put it there. I didn't put it there, right? And we know when you're learning something, you are not an expert. If you're an expert, then you shouldn't be learning anything. You already know it. So that's where the secret is. He gives you a word, speak the word. And notice, we can all do this in the church service. One by one, that all may learn. And all may be encouraged or comforted. Amen? 
but we got to do things in order. No confusion. Not like the Corinthians did it. And all of us says, we, we're not living here today. I'm going to prophesy. Okay? It's one, two, three at a time. But when we are learning it, there's no, there's, God knows what's happening. It's a person, right? He knows what's going on. Some people say you should never speak in tongues. They did that on the day of Pentecost, right? But that was the church. Everyone was speaking in tongues until Peter spoke. So God knows what's happening. He's a person. He's fully, but when he's trying to reach unbelievers, he says, use wisdom so you don't drive them away. They are very important. So do something right. God is not the author of confusion. But he's not saying, don't do it in church at all. Don't ever speak in tongues in church. No. Do it with wisdom. Amen? So tonight, oh Lord, (laughs) we're going to stand up. And Amy is going to come here and play a little bit. Oh, do we have some songs back there? Okay. I'd like you to stand up. We're going to uh, just thank God. We got the microphone right here. If you, ha- if you feel like God is giving you a word, this may be a start of something new for somebody tonight. And I'm serious. I'm not playing games. I know the Holy Spirit is here right now. I'm not just teaching, so... We can do something. I'm not getting you to do something. I'm getting you to obey your Father in heaven. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying to you, try to obey your God tonight. God knows He confirms His word with signs following. Remember that? He's going to confirm these words tonight. And you can step out in faith. Every one of us. Don't hesitate. If you've never done this before, try God may have found somebody that he can work with. That's what the difference is. I think it was uh, what the, Catherine Kuhlman said, God couldn't find a man because in that time, it was just men doing it. He says, I couldn't find a man to do it. But you're willing. I'll use you. She became an internationally known evangelist. God, that, that will be you tonight. If you will let go of your fear of man, what people think, God can use you tonight. Would you lift your hands up? I have the microphone. And I'm going to give the microphone. If you have a word that God is giving to you, I'm going to pray that God will confirm His word. I do this just like I pray with people to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. God's going to confirm His word tonight. I know that. God is not a man. He can't lie. If you have a word, get the microphone. Speak the word to us tonight. Okay? Father, I just want to thank you. We stand before you, Holy Spirit, and I know you're here. Your word says in the last days, you will pour your spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. That day has come for this church, God. And I pray that your word will be fulfilled right before our eyes to the glory of our God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me know when you're ready. And you pray in the Spirit. If you're ready, let me know. You speak it, don't be afraid. You need to cry no more. You need to weep no more. For I will do a new thing. 
and it will spring forth. It will not be hidden. You will know it. Everyone will know it. And my name will be glorified. Amen. Amen. The times have come. The time is here for my children to step out and be the children of God. Those that have chosen to reach out to the world without fear. Many of you think too much and concern yourselves too much with your own affairs. But there are works of the kingdom. There are things to be done. And I'm looking to you to step out and reach these people for me. For I love them just as I love you. Would you obey me? Would you do what I've spoken? Would you do as I said? Would you lift up your eyes to heaven and hear from heaven and obey? May your lips be touched with fire from heaven to reach out to the world. My children, I'm calling you. You have everything it takes to complete the assignment I have given to you. Trust in me and do what I said. I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, the spirit of power, the spirit of a sound mind. As you speak from your heart those things that I've given you, they won't be a fear, but they will be a pure love that will bless your brother, that will bless others. You do not have to fear because they come from me. Open your heart to love your brother. Fabian, your desires are not dead. Okay? God has a lot to do with you. You beat yourself from time to time, but you got to get off that mode. He loves you dearly and wants to use you. Nothing is broken when God is involved. Step out. Step out. God will carry you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do not fear, I am the Lord, your God. You're my children. For do not lean on your own understanding, but lean on me, on my word. Pray to me, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. Belief. You stand here in belief of my salvation that I've given to you. 
yet you don't feel worthy of all the gifts and all the promises. You look to judge yourself where I said, I did this for you. I bore my right arm and I have satisfied my wrath. Step into who I've created you to be. Step into the promises that I've made to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You hold it. I need to pray for this lady here. Sorry. I need to pray for you. Is that okay? Okay. Can I pray for you? Mm. Continue with that, please. I just need to pray for her. My God and my Father. I am your father. I will always be with you. I care more about you than you know. I am here with you and I have always been with you. Let her know you are Come unto me, for I have given you all that you need. In me is everything that you could ever want and everything that you could ever desire. Don't look to the left, God don't look to the right, the but look unto me, for I have what you Draw need. Close All things are in me. God, for he needs you. Amen. You won't suffer shame. It is okay. time, my people, you won't be to stretch out and okay. enlarge your tent. God bless you. God Lengthen the curtains. You. Lengthen the cords on your tent. Strengthen the pegs. It is time to grow. It's time to expand. Have faith. Have faith. Step out in faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with that faith. For it is He that will give it to you. I am your Lord and I have spoken. Trust in me for I will comfort and guide you in all that you do. I have an unwavering desire to fill you to the fullest. There's nothing that I will not do through my church. My power is available. My son brought it to the world by the Spirit of God. There is nothing that I will not do through you if you'll only believe. Remember, greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. Amen. Let me say this. We're doing stuff here tonight. Please understand. God uses the foolish things. Things that seem like they are not significant. uh, To confound the wise. God's looking for simplicity. We make things too complicated. So he's not able to use us. The more you keep it simple, the more you can trust God. You need to step out in faith. I'm not trying. Listen, this is not the first time I've done this. I had a class where I taught, and they prophesied over me. We were so big today. If we had time, we would do that. This was 1987 or so. The things that, I mean, people that, just from church, Sunday school class. They spoke over my life. 
I thought, you guys have been really nice to me because I was the teacher. That's what I'm living today. I didn't know I was going to have a University of Georgia studying, having, working on my master's degree. I was going to be a scientist, okay? But this is where I am today. They talked about casting out many demons. They said, you guys are dreaming or something. I know I taught you. But I, all of those has come to pass. It's, it's, don't make it too complicated, please. God cannot use you when you strive. He who believes does not make haste. You know that scripture? You don't strive. When you're striving, you want a glory. When you let it be, you step out of the water and obey. I believe this is the way God walks through me. Uh, Pastor Paul in Nigeria, uh, just walking. Keep it simple. And see what God will do with you. Whether it's healing, you don't think about it. Just let God be. But I want our church to be that kind of church. Amen? Everyone. So they are talking about our church, not just the pastor or the pastors, everyone that God's using here. I'm going to give you some more time. Let God, this is the beginning, just like speaking in tongues. You start this way and God takes you to another level. Maybe when you are working with somebody outside there, you are willing to speak, then God comes out. I shared it with you, uh, working with this guy uh, after I learned about this. And I kept hearing the word adultery, adultery, adultery. And I said, why? Well, something is not right. But he was standing right by me. So I finally asked him, are you, are you, did you commit adultery? He said, no. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. I just kept hearing this word. He says, I am in it right now and it's killing me. Yeah. So I got to trust God. God will use you, give you all the gifts. Amen. It has nothing to do with you. He had some more to do with the fellow. So he knows God knows him and is concerned about him. Let's lift our hands up. Let's pray in the spirit a little bit. And step out in faith. If you've never done this before, you have. You can all prophesy one by one. That all may learn. That all may learn. And all be comforted and encouraged. That's what he says. Try let God use you. We learn. My church should step out in faith and break the fallow ground because it is time. Amen. child I love you you are mine Jesus 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 draw near to me yes God
you know what I feel the Lord saying? I believe if you're sincere with yourself, this is what's happening. Some of you, maybe not all of you, maybe one person, you're saying, I don't want to do that. If I do it, it's because pastor is saying it and it won't be right. Guess what? Satan got you hooked. That's what it is. That's what it is. If that's you, you really need to learn that that's God works through people. You have to listen to him. He knows what I'm doing tonight and I'm being deliberate and the Holy Spirit is here. But I want you to step out because this is the beginning and God's going to use you. Don't do it. Even if you think you're doing it because I said so, it's still right. Because I spoke from God's word. It was in my own word. So let's, I'm going to give you some more time. So for some of us, it's starting. Next time, if I had time, we'll get like small groups. And let's talk to you. You'll be amazed. I've been amazed at what God will bring out. And the changes that God will bring into people's lives. I can boldly stand and do this. Never worry because the Holy Spirit doesn't fail. Pastor Amy. God just gave me a word. What you did just now took a lot. And the enemy didn't want you up here. But God said, my child, because you stood up here for me, I will bless you. I will bless you beyond measure. Because you stood up for me, I will stand for you. You know, when we do what God says in his word, that's the way we honor him. Just because he said it. That's all. If it's God's word, I want to hear it. Like I said, the best thing can be doing the miracles. I'm not concerned about the miracles. I'm thinking, how did you get here? Show me what you did so I can follow what you're doing. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord says that I am here for you. Mm. Just call on my name. Hallelujah. Call out to me. Call on my name. I am here for you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Mm. Love. Love is the power, the Lord says. Love is the answer. Love is for us. Love will unite us in a powerful way. Unite in love. Gather in love. Speak in love. Hold on to love. I am love. Amen. 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 Today, the Lord laid it into my heart, and all of the, everybody's talking and prophesying, but mm-hmm. I just want to share in the news, Barbara Bush knew she was going to die. She went home to prepare herself to die. And God spoke to I felt like God spoke to me, and tonight I was supposed to say it earlier, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. We, he wants me he wants you to live your life every minute, every second we're here on this earth. 
as if we thought it was our last second on this earth. I want, when I go leave this world, I hope the name is Jesus is coming out of my mouth and in my heart. And he wants us all to be, have that same peace. That's a wonderful encouragement. Thank you. I hear the word delusion, deception, deceiver. The Lord said, I am not one to deceive, but it's Satan who deceives. Yes. My word is truth. Yes. But my word in the scriptures, and the word has come forth, but the words are only the words on a page. Black and white, red and white. But once those words are received in your spirit, they become part of you. God says, let that that's within you come out of you. That those around you would be blessed, not by just what they see, but what they hear coming from your lips. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gives the promise that those who keep their minds stayed on him, he will give perfect peace. Amen. 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 Yes. You want to say? Yes. I'm calling you to be alert, to open your eyes wide, to see the world as I see it. For truly my fields are white unto harvest. Mm. I will show you where to cast the net. And I'm asking you to look unto the harvest. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. I am the Lord, your God, and I change not. I am here for you today, and I'll be with you tomorrow. You can trust my word. You can trust the things that I tell you. You can trust my Holy Spirit. Come unto me and know that I am He. I am He. I am He that, is re- that was resurrected. I am He who is alive today. And I am alive for you today. You can trust me today. You can lean on me today. And I will go forth and I will conquer all that is needed in your life. I will show myself faithful unto you, and you will know that I am God. You will know that I am God, and you can walk with me, you can talk with me, and I will sup with you, and you will sup with me. Just come unto me, come unto me, and I will show myself faithful to you. Know that I am God, and know that I love you, and I care for you today. Amen. I'm back here. Thank you. Can you give me, uh, please, uh, Hebrews 4, verse 16? I want to close with this. There's a scripture where, please be seated because we're about to close. There's a scripture where I believe it was Acts chapter 4. Um, the disciples have been threatened. 
And uh, they gathered together and they prayed. One thing they prayed for, not for miracles first, boldness. That God would grant them boldness. That through boldness they would speak and then also stretch a hand. But the key thing is boldness. What's holding us back is fear. And usually it's the fear of man. What people think. I made a mistake. I did that. But I'm telling you, when you're dealing with a God who is a perfect God in his house, he watches everything that's happening. Those scriptures that you read from Acts, they were written by people. They, it happened to them. They were Peter, John, they were just people like us. And yet, see what God wrote about them. But we like to exclude ourselves. I used to do that. I don't anymore. I'm part of this. I'm part of this. And you are part of this. That's why I'm saying, don't you exclude yourself. If you exclude yourself, you have been listening to Satan's ministry. You are part of it. God loves you. You. He loves you. And he wants you to do what and even more than what I'm doing. If you do more than what I'm doing, my job's done. I'm not going to worry about what you're doing. I've got nothing to prove. If you can do it better, I'm happy. I've done my job. That's why I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing, making you step out so that God... Today it starts real small, drip, 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 but don't let it stop. Keep it up and watch what God will do through you. Listen, Hebrews 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come what? Boldly, boldly to the throne of grace. You come boldly. When you come timidly, you get nothing. You come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. When you come boldly, that's your ticket to obtaining mercy. When you come timidly, like, I don't want to step, what will people think? You're still concerned about people's feelings. Let me give you this. Everyone is not going to like you. So it's just settle it in your heart. That includes the church too, okay? Everyone is not going to like you, so you can afford to be yourself. Okay? That, come boldly to the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So that's the key, is boldness. You have to step out, just like Peter did, stepped out of the boat and walk. Sunday comes, we're here, and we're worshiping. Comes Angela comes up, that's the way I want it. And you hear a word in your head. So all of a sudden you remember that you were here tonight and you hear a few words. Guess who's speaking to you? The Holy Spirit. His, his voice is so tiny that that's the still small voice, right? If you don't obey, you grieve him. You grieve him. He's not going to yell at you. He's just still small voice. And he says, you think you're thinking. He says, you were here on Wednesday night 
and could you speak this? He won't tell you, I am God. Now you got to speak. It's just this little thing. Come to your head. And now you're shivering and wondering, I don't know if this is God. Yes, it's God. Say those few words. That's all. It may do nothing to anybody in the congregation. But guess what? God has found a friend. Somebody who will listen to him. You can hear his voice. And you will obey. Now, uh, Isaiah 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. God speaks to me. He says, I am here. Trust in me. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Stand up. Stand up. We're going to close. Okay. But I just want you to know, Sunday comes, the Holy Spirit, he knows what's happening. And he's going to go around this congregation picking on people. And if you don't want it, he says, I'm not going to bother with you. He goes to the next person until he finds somebody that will speak. But please obey him, okay? I'm not here. I'm your brother, right? I want you to step out in faith. And I will be rejoicing with you. Even if it's just one word, that's good enough for somebody that hears it. Amen? Let's put our hands up tonight. Father, we thank you for the grace that comes to us from our Father in heaven through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for ministering tonight. Thank you for speaking through your people tonight. Lord, this is just the beginning. I believe that with all of my heart. And you have prophets here. You have those that will walk in the gifts of the Spirit in very powerful ways. I speak your blessings upon your people tonight. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We dismissed.